Hey, everybody, and welcome to Learning from Smart People. I am your host, Rob Oliver, and today you are going to be learning from someone that I personally have learned from. She is a smart person. Her name is Jill Lublin. She is an international speaker. She is a four-time best-selling author and a master publicity strategist. Her latest book, The Profit of Kindness, went to number one in four categories. She is the CEO of a strategic consulting firm with over 25 years experience working with over 100,000 people. And I did say 100,000 people, um, plus national and international media. She teaches a virtual publicity crash course and speaks all over the world. She also helps authors to create book deals with major publishers and agents, as well as obtain foreign rights deals. I, Jill, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Rob. Delighted to be here. Oh, you bet. And it, um, here's what I'm excited about. In the midst of all of it, the stuff that you are doing as we went over in your intro, um, somehow you managed to carve out a half hour to spend it with us. So I, I appreciate that. So let me just kind of start with your backstory. Like, how did you get to be where you are today? Were, were you in media or, or kind of what, what brought you to where you are today? Well, I think like a lot of people, I kind of, you know, stumbled my way through. I actually was in law school wanting to be an attorney, having nothing to do with anything I'm doing. And then I got to law school, not a great place for somebody like me who's highly creative and, you know, great, at, which makes me great at what I do now. But I, I'm not that kind of law school kind of thinker. So I dropped out. And that was when I found out my path, which was promotion and publicity. And I ended up in the music business. Uh, and that taught me everything I needed to know about publicity because it's really based in perception. And from there, went on to open my own PR agency and then got tapped on the shoulder to write my first book, Guerrilla Publicity. And uh, that started my international speaking and, and doing now virtual publicity courses, which I'm loving. And I'm able to help entrepreneurs at much more reasonable prices than expensive law, uh, expensive um, PR agencies. So I'm having a blast. Excellent. So talk to me then a little bit about what would, what's your definition of PR? Like what's, what does, when you say PR, public relations, what does that mean to you? Because to me, I think that there are a lot of, there's a lot of varying definitions out there. So let's, let's start off with the, that kind of understanding, please. Sure. So I want y'all to think about um, publicity, like, like a tree, right? And so when you think of marketing, which is a bigger term, the tree is marketing, a branch of the tree is publicity. And what that does is really helps you get your name out there, create that visibility, get that third party authority and trust factor, which is huge. It gets you clients and prospects. Um, you know, publicity, if you look at every company, they spend millions in some cases of dollars uh, to actually keep their name out there and look at celebrities, what they do, all the interviews and great things. And, and the truth is it keeps you top of mind. And that's important if you want business, no matter what size you are. Okay. So I help some of my listeners because I, here's what I'm, here's what I'm imagining. And this is kind of what I feel myself a little bit. And that is, um, okay. I'm not a celebrity. I've not, I've never been in a movie. I've never like, I'm just little old me doing my little old thing. Why would the media or why would anybody necessarily care about what I have to say? 
Well, first of all, the media cares a lot about what experts, which is what you are, which is what most of your listeners and viewers are, you're experts. And the media needs experts to interview, to give opinion. Um, the media has all kinds of opportunities for you to get in so that your clients can find you much easier. It's an attraction factor, right? It brings people to you so that you don't have to go out hunting, pecking, and looking. Um, and that's a beautiful thing. It puts you in front of your competition. You don't have to have a book, be a celebrity, or any of that to get in media. Media needs regular, everyday, wonderful people to interview, to get opinions from, because that's a lot of what it is. Opinions, putting your name out there and creating that recognition factor, or as I like to call it, I've heard of you somewhere. Got it, okay. So um, I just let's build on this. You talked about the fact that I'm an expert and that my listeners and viewers are experts as well. Can you expand on that a little bit? Because so many, again, um, so many of us underestimate where that is. Like what am I an expert in or how do I, how do I define my expertise in a way that appeals to the media? So one of the things I'm really big on is expand your expertise. And that's where most people fall, you know, because they're, they're so focused on here's what I do. Here's what I do. Like as a chiropractor, let's say, well, you know, if you think about it, one of the biggest problems now is people looking at their screens. That's become a problem today. Like, look at what's the issue? What's the problem out there? Not, not what do I do, but what's the problem out there? And that's a great way to identify your expertise. Then I want you to look at like, where can you fit in that's even beyond maybe what you thought? Um, you know, so I like to call that use everything you've got. A communication coach I was working with, one woman business, you know, uh, we were doing a great story about how to communicate effectively for your business. And then Black Lives Matter burst onto the media scene. And I said to her, forget everything we've been doing. I want you to talk about how to be a strong Black woman and communicate in today's times. That's the story that got her seven media interviews that week, got her eight clients like quickly plus 20 in the pipeline. Like, where can you create that kind of result, right? And that's the power of attraction media, which is which is really what we're talking about, is bringing the people to you. Okay, so let me just make sure, what I'm hearing you say is almost a little bit of a two-step process, okay? One step is establishing your expertise, understanding that, and really this is what this show is all about, to have people who, are subject matter experts. It, listen, everybody knows more about something than I do, okay? Uh, and I, I'm a well-read person and I think I'm intelligent, but that's part of, part of being smart is surrounding yourself with people who know more about things than you do. And that, that's really what the media is looking for as well, that they can't be content experts on everything. So they're looking for someone who is. And then you're saying, take that to the next level, to say, okay, once I've established myself having an expertise in an area, then I look for, are there other areas where my expertise fits in? Am I properly summarizing what you're saying? That's perfect, Rob, because what you're looking for, I like to call it, use everything you've got. Your ethnicity, your religion, being a woman, being a man, you know, International Women's Month is in March. Like, how could you fit in using something 
that you're doing. Like one of my, uh, he actually is a speaker and, and he wanted more publicity, of course, to help drive speaking engagements to him. And I said, listen, you told me you have a four-year-old. Do you make a good hot dog? Yes, he says, why? I said, well, guess what? There is National Hot Dog Day. And that's the publicity he actually got. Now, the great news is when he's talking about National Hot Dog Day and his four-year-old, which is who he is, part of everything he does, he's driving people to his website where his free gift is and his growing his email list and getting prospects and clients from that. And it all relates. You know, I don't think you should think always about separating yourself from everything else you do in your life. How can we bring it together, create, you know, the whole person, which we all are, and then keep driving people to where you want them to check out. Okay. And listen, I'm a guy and I think linearly, right? So I I have this... Um, you've heard the expression, I'm sure, that men are like waffles and women are like spaghetti, where we're really good at having boxes and we fit everything into a box, as opposed to my wife, who, um, you know, something happens and it seems to shift everything on her plate, kind of like a bowl of or a plate of spaghetti, that, right? So I, I'm really good at putting things in compartments and, and you're saying, okay, um, let's take, that, take those compartments and open them up and and just kind of see where we go from there. So I, I'd like to to transition a little bit. We're talking about what we as experts bring to the field uh, or bring to the table. Can you talk then a little bit about how do you frame that in a context that fits with the media or that works for the media to give them what they want? So a few things. Media, listen, media needs stories every day. Your local radio and TV, they're looking and need stories every day. What can you provide? What's going on? What's the national holiday? What's the celebrity story that you can fit into? Like one of my clients, she's a a dating coach, right? Well, there's a a movie out on a Tinder swindler. You know, we're going to tie her into that story because it's interesting. And she can comment on that. So look for uh, cultural things that are going on. Look for holidays that are going on. Check nationaldaycalendar.com. And let's see what's a holiday that's happening that that you can fit into, like my organizer, you know. And, yeah, there is National Organizing Month. And then we made up our own holiday called Find Your Desk Day. That's super. She can talk about that. And I think a lot of people can relate to that issue of finding their desk. Where is it? Where is it? Must be here somewhere. Um, You see, so that's what I'm talking about is put yourself into the media's shoes, and the truth is they need people to comment. Do you know there are over, we'll just talk radio, not even podcasts like this, which I think has multiplied our chances of getting in media. I'm super excited about all the media possibilities now because of the addition to podcasts, because of the addition to dot-coms on every TV and radio show there is. But let's take radio for a minute and say that there are over 10,000 radio shows every single day looking for 4,000 guests. Now that's good odds that you're going to be needed for whatever your um, topic is. What I'm encouraging your listeners to say, to do is to get beyond what you think your topic is and bring in some more uh, possibilities to what you, what you pitch and talk about. Okay. So you brought up the concept of pitching and let's talk about that for a little bit, because uh, in the, in the olden days, um, you know, I'm almost 
I'm almost 50. So I remember the days of faxes where uh, having a fax machine in your office meant that you were getting, you were getting faxes every day from plumbers and just all kinds of goofy faxes that came in. And, um, they, their basic concept was we're going to send faxes everywhere that will receive a fax and we're going to send them all the same thing. Um, that didn't really work for us in the office because, you know, we didn't need those things. But how can we, how can we as experts move past that concept of just sending out the same thing to every media outlet out there to actually writing pitches or creating pitches that are going to be effective and not just viewed as another piece of junk mail? So realize again that they are the media are is really looking for experts so they do need you and even though they don't always act like it uh, they do need you one thing that's highly effective is your subject line right make it engaging make it interesting um, and it's not always sometimes you pick up the phone and you actually call producers you'd be surprised how many times you can actually re reach them like for profit of kindness, when I was pitching for World Kindness Day, which is in November, um, you know, I literally just picked up the phone and then they would say, OK, great, send me info, in which case I did. But at least I started that relationship. They know there's a real human behind that. So I think that picking up your phone and also um, focusing in on local media is really good. Why? Because local media needs, again, experts. They need uh, people who will show up and connect and be their locally seen and heard experts who are part of the community. So they love local experts. Just saying, it's a, it's a great tip for all of you. Um, and then you might look at, well, how can my expertise fit within the local celebrity thing story or the the big story that's going on in the news how can i fit in like when prophet of kindness came out there was a lot of divisiveness in politics in positions in people's thoughts and actions and so my press release started with the divided states of america that's what caught people's attention. But I really want to underline for all of you listening there that you don't have to have a book. Like you can be a one person business and start getting media because that's the power of that um, getting ahead of your competition, being known, seen and heard. And, and that ultimately the trust factor that people seen you somewhere, heard of you, and they just feel more connected to you. It's amazing what happens. Yeah. And you know, it's one of those one of those things where when you're looking at a website and it, it gives you an as seen on and, you know, they give you the list of places where they've appeared in the media, that that is a confidence builder. That is a, a sign of credibility. And, you know, just it it makes you gives you a little bit, as you said, it gives you a leg up on your competition. Um, I, again, I'm I'm curious when we're talking about this. Um, as you're sharing your expertise with the media, when you get a media spot, uh, what is it that you're supposed to be doing? Because I'm, I'm assuming that there are do's and don'ts when it comes to media appearances. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because there's nothing, I would imagine there's nothing worse than getting your opportunity and then doing something in which they say, we will never have that person on again. 
Yes. Well, you always want to be a good guest, which means polite, which means um, follow the directions, you know, uh, know how long the media interview is. Like with major media, you're going to get about four, four minutes, maybe five. So you got to come out the gate strong. You've got to be articulate. Your energy has to be good. Keep your energy good. I mean, honestly, if your energy's good, you remember to smile occasionally and you give good content, you're going to be a great guest. No worries. Right. Not everything has to be perfect, but be as articulate as you can. Sometimes I recommend to people keep a three by five note card with your three, three main points. Don't go over it. This is like major media. You know, most podcasts, let's call it 20 to 30 minutes. Um, you know, they will have some questions. They're going to ask you follow along. Again, being a good guest, being gracious, um, knowing what you can and can't promote is important. So you don't want to be overly promotional. What does that mean? Listen, I advise people mention your product services maybe with three times in an average media interview. Like I might say, well, in my virtual publicity classes, I've helped people too, or there's this one guy who, and then tell a story, right? So if you're, if you can do that, you, but I wouldn't say like on page 85 of guerrilla publicity, we talk about the, you know, so don't be ridiculous in your promotion. I think everybody knows that line, right? Um, so I, I think that's important. You want to be of value. I remember when I interviewed Entrepreneur Magazine for Guerrilla Publicity as I was writing it, I actually asked them, what do you love and what do you hate about publicity? And I remember the editor at Entrepreneur Magazine, of course, all of you would want to be in that. Uh, she said to me, tell people to be of value and benefit. And so that means you want to give some great points. You want to tell people what to do. You notice I've given you a website that you could check easily. I told you some very specific approaches and what to do, like Rob's asking, and what not to do is really good. Um, so be a great guest, and that means of value. And I think that's really a key. No doubt. And I will, I'll say I remember specifically a this was not me, thankfully. I was listening to a radio show and they had an author on. And every question that they asked the author, the answer was the same. Well, it's in the book. So you, oh. have, to, you have to buy the book in order to get it. And what I, what I was really seeing there was they were thinking that the interview was about them. And this interview, when you are the expert, while it may feel good, this interview is not actually about you. The interview is about the audience that is watching or listening to what's going on, because ultimately that's what the media is in the, the, the business of. They're in the business of getting faces in front of TV screens or ears in front of radio speakers or eyeballs on newspapers. And if you can help them do that, then you become a media darling. Am I properly framing that? That is perfect. And you never answer with it's in the book or read my paper, or whatever. No, it's it's about tell people what to do. And that's why I like three, give people solutions, real solutions, like things that you would charge for, my friends, give it away, because that's dripping the gold is what I like to call it drip gold. You need to do that and tell people what to do. Number one, then you're perceived as an expert and you're, you're being that service, right? You're being in service to others. And I'm going to tell you um, the way to, you know, get asked back is to, to give those valuable comments. 
memorable comments. Come up with sound bites. You have to come up with sound bites. Like I said to you, use everything you've got. That's a sound bite. Create the I've heard of you somewhere syndrome. That's a sound bite. They're simple. They're easy. They're fun to remember. So that's something to focus on is come up with some quick quips <laughs> that will make you memorable. And that's what people will remember and keep coming back for more. Okay. So let me just, again, make sure that I'm, I'm properly digesting what you're sharing. Okay. And that is you had talked about creating an index card with three things written on it that you want to get across. Okay. And what I'm hearing you say is those three things should almost be in the form, in the form of a a sentence or just a, a one line that as you're going through, you're going to be able to say, you know, create the, I've heard of you somewhere concept or, um, expand your expertise, those kind of concepts that, um, that your entire media interview will be different with every person that you are interviewed by. But there are going to be core concepts that are that relate to what your expertise is and that are going to come through in every single interview. Is that framed properly? Yeah, that is great. And and when you said, you know, on the note, uh, on the note or your little piece of paper, here's what I'd say. Those three things are not just what you want to get across, but they're actually solutions. Like think about with the media, they are solving problems in the marketplace, right? They're giving you things to do. They're addressing main issues. What you want to be is a solution provider. So those three need to be oriented towards solutions with, in my opinion, good sound bites worked in so that you're memorable so that people go, oh, yeah, right. Jill said, create that I've heard of you somewhere syndrome and get known for different pieces but listen start where you start start with one and then you can build it because um what'll be interesting is you'll know when people are leaning in when they're listening more you'll know their eyes will light up and when that happens write it down my friends because that's what you want to be remembered for okay and how many times have you heard the media sharing those things to say you know like um there are three things you should never put in your child's lunchbox. Uh, you know, tune in. Um, action News at eleven. You know, Action News at eleven has the has the details. Or there are um, four things you need in your car before you leave in the morning. And you know, tune in at whatever time it is to get this. And so, in that way, what you're talking about is creating solutions. The the media is looking for solutions to share. And as the expert, you're the one that has those. I, what do you What do you think about doing those quick hit lists of you know three things or five things or, or something that to share that are real tangible solutions that people can take away? What, what are your thoughts there? I love that. I, I tend to stay with three, not even five, um, just because on an average, like I said, it's four minutes. That's enough, you know, um, and even up to 10, 15 minutes, it's enough. Uh, so you just want to make some main points that are memorable. And if you notice what you just did was you spoke in the headlines. So I'm going to encourage all of you to speak and write in headlines. And so think in headlines, right? Like what is compelling? Sometimes it will be a scary story for you know three things you should never pack in your kids lunchbox is a uh, whoa i better tune in and i notice i when i scan my phone i'll 
zoom into articles that are like the three top things that, you know, keep you thin, whatever it is, right? And you want to know, ooh, what, what are they? Um, so you definitely want to zoom into the, I'll call it the sexiest, most interesting thing about whatever you talk about. Don't get too honed into this is exactly what I do. The question is, what's going to leave that print, that imprint on others to make them say yes and, and listen and click and stay. Okay. I, I want to go back to something you said a little bit earlier, and that is you talked about, um, you know, when a story comes out about a celebrity and you have a, com- a comment on it, or when, as you said, a movie came out about Tinder and you've got a dating expert, uh, can you help people kind of set the stage so that they know what to look for? I, I've heard the term kind of newsjacking where whatever whatever is in the news right now that you have a comment on or that you can provide expertise about jump on that. Can you, can you give some insights or some tips on how to help with that? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like the coach I was telling you about with black lives matter. That's what we talked about, not her, but we, we, if you notice um, moved her coaching into uh, that about being a black woman. Right. Because that's what was relevant and continues to be. Um, So you want to be relevant to what's going on, but address the what's going on. Not like, oh, here's who I am. Here's who I am. The question is, how is what you do relevant to what's going on? That's the newsjacking part. And it's like, you know, like the Tinder bar movie. Right. Uh, So she would hop onto that because she's a love and dating coach. Um, and so would comment on that based based on that. Yeah, that's you hop on based on what's the most relevant, what's the most timely. And then, of course, work it into sound bites so that it stays with people. Got it. Hey, listen, Jill, you've shared a lot of great insight, and I really appreciate that. If people are looking to learn more about you or work with you, what's the best way to connect? Oh, well, I've got a free gift for all of your peeps and uh, created a an action guide that's super simple and actually gives you even more great PR concepts than we talked about today. So I know you all love it. And then on top of that, click the second part of it so you can join my free publicity masterclass where I'm live and interactive with you and can address the specific publicity questions that you have. So I look forward to seeing you there. Excellent. Excellent. I will put a, that link in the show notes so that people can take advantage of your generosity with the action guide and with the masterclass to, to see what they can see, what they can learn from you. And hopefully it'll be an opportunity to, for them to establish their expertise and to get a leg up on their competition. I, Jill Lublin, thank you. I, it is time for three questions to establish your humanity. Are you ready for these, my friend? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what did you want to be when you were a child? When you were, when you were a kid, what, what was it that you had visions of being when you grew up? Um, believe it or not, an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I, like, that seems to be an odd thing. Any particular, like, was there... Any particular reason that you can think of that you wanted to be an attorney when you were a kid? I think I wanted to be a ballerina first. Okay. Once I got through that phase um, and, you know, was in a place to make a, a more 
informed decision, I'll call it. Um, I think it was because I saw that as a way to really make a difference and help people. Mm. And using the legal system to solve problems seemed appealing to me and, until I got to law school. <laughs> Just saying. Right. But, um, but it did seem appealing. Okay. So, yeah. So what I'm hearing and what I think is um, I do a lot of speaking to medical professionals and people get into the medical profession so often because they want to help people. And it was very similarly, you were looking at being an attorney as a way to help people and to make a difference in, uh, in your community. So very commendable on that. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. So um, if it is karaoke night, what is the, the one song that will get Jill Lublin in front of the mic to sing along to say, this is, um, this is my karaoke go-to? Okay, I'm embarrassed, uh, but it's leaving on a jet plane. Hey, there's <laughs> nothing to be embarrassed about that. Listen, I, I think that karaoke was invented as a way to help people get past their fear of being embarrassed and, and to realize, okay, you know what? Um, we all have a little bit more talent than we realize, and maybe um, to give us a little bit of humility and realize we're not as majorly talented as possibly everyone else is, but it's about having fun and that's no problem absolutely good so um last question for you we'll make this really easy Uh, it is freezing cold right now in pittsburgh pennsylvania and i'm looking forward to the summer and my my go-to with the summer is an ice cream cone so uh, if jill lublin is standing in the ice cream shop and we're, we're giving you a three scoop Sunday. What are the three flavors of ice cream that are going into the Jill Lublin Sunday? Oh my gosh, this is tough. Um, definitely chocolate peanut butter. Love that. I love pistachio, but I'm not sure if it goes with chocolate peanut butter, but I do love it. And then I love those like artisan creations. Like I had a lychee rose one time. Oh my God. So some cool artisan creation of multiple flavors would be the way I would go. Okay. I, and you know what? I am not going to ask you what kind of topping that you put on that because the peanut, right. but, the peanut butter and the pistachio and the artisan all together, I think that you let the ice cream just stand for itself and, uh, and you enjoy that and let it go. Absolutely. I'm not ruining it with anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Jill, thank you for spending time with us today. You are indeed a smart person for all of my listeners. Thank you for being with me. And I will remind you, as always, that when you stop learning, you stop living. Have a great day, everybody. 